Hey, it's Alan here. And Bree. And, and we, we are, are the, the Hunter, Hunter and, and the, the Hippie. Hippie. Connected through yoga and bonded by our love of the wild places and the love for outdoors, we've come together to share our conversations about life. Well, maybe more so what we've learned or are continuing to learn about life. And there's no one way to do it. Life, that is. And hopefully provide you with some teeny tiny bits of inspiration to connect deeper with yourself, others, and our great Mother Earth. All right, all right, enough already about the podcast. Let's just get to the podcast. Hey, everyone. Uh, Alan and Bree here. Um, you're, you're tuning in to a two-part episode. And uh, in this two-part episode, we were talking about a, a lot of things that are going on in the world. Um, uh, so a few things to, to remember. Um, we want to make sure we, we get you started off right on this. Um, a few things to remember, right? We're, we're, we're conversing from uh, our perspective, as always. Right. This is our perspective. That's it. Um, there's no big T truth here other than, um, you know, what, what we've experienced in our lives and, um, it's, it's respectful conversation. We, we, um, are hoping to hear respectful dialogue back as well. Um, please don't hesitate to reach out to us as you get into this. Um, some of the stuff that we talk about might be triggering and, uh, that's that's cool right like let it be triggering and um, I'm going to give you your journal prompt here at the beginning of this episode so you can grab your journal um, and have it uh, during the episode uh, during both episodes right the two parts Um, so you can write your thoughts your feelings uh, whether you agree or disagree and and both are totally acceptable and then there's also the um, you know I don't I don't know where the fuck I stand on a lot of this shit um Maybe you're just trying to survive. You're just trying to get by. Um, so with that, uh, enjoy. Uh, if you have questions, don't hesitate to reach out to either one of us, both of us. Um, all of our contact info is in the show notes. Uh, as well, you can find us on social media, Instagram, Facebook, um, all the goodies. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and turn it over to Bree to get us started with some breath work. Uh, and then we're just going to dive right into the conversation. Cool. Awesome. Thanks, Alan. Yeah, I think just also touching on what Alan said, when you get, if you have those trigger moments, right, instead of holding it in, locking it in, like feel it and write it down, right? The more that we trap things in our body or have resistance to whatever it is, um, we need to kind of clear that stuff out. So use the journal as a resource, use your breath as a resource. Uh, so today we'll actually start with just kind of shaking things loose in the body. Uh, you can keep your eyes closed. You can open to a soft gaze and then I'll invite you to just start shaking your wrists. So letting them be loose and shaking the wrists and maybe letting that shaking, um, go out to the arms. And if you can, maybe you kind of shake the legs. Nice. And if you can, from here, start to kind of hit your legs. So just tapping your legs, traveling up and down, and then up through your belly and your torso, maybe hitting your chest, your back. Let's hit the arms, just tapping, 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 tapping. And then releasing the arms by the side. Now, if you have any medical reasons that you can't have pressure in the head, just breathe normally for this. So high blood pressure, glaucoma, anything like that, just breathe normally. Otherwise, take a deep inhale and tense the whole body. So breathing in, make fists with the hands, tense the legs, squeeze the the buttocks, draw the belly in, feel tension in the whole body, squeeze, 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 and then release and exhale. And let's do that again. So as you breathe in, tense the entire body. This time you might even scrunch the face, flexing the feet, squeezing fists, belly in tight. Feel the sensation of this tension in your body. Feel it building. And then as you breathe out, release. Let's do that one more time. Deep inhale, tense the entire body, maybe so much that it shakes. Squeeze all the tension, squeeze, 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 and then let go. 
And now let go even more. And just feel the flood of energy in your whole body. Feel the impact of this release. Feel the impact of no longer holding. Just give yourself to the experience of letting go. Of just being where you are right now. Where you are right now, whether you like it or dislike it. Just being with it and feeling it fully. And breathing with it fully. Knowing that wherever you're at, however that changes, that you can always come back to your breath. drawing your chin towards your chest in a bow of gratitude for yourself. And when you feel ready, slowly fluttering your eyes open. Hey, 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 hey Yogi Bear. Every time. <laughs> Every time. <laughs> um, you just, you, you're, you're getting ready for hunting season. Um, and you went shooting today, yeah. but you're, yeah. you, you got to shoot more than just your hunting rifle. <clears throat> Talk, tell me about it. Tell, I'm, I'm excited to hear. Uh, tell me all, tell me the, tell me how it's going with, uh, zeroing your hunting rifle, how you're feeling. Yeah. Um, yeah. And what else did you get to shoot? I don't know. <laughs> I shot. No, my <laughs> zeroing in my hunting rifle is going well but i'm not still not grouping really so i'm thinking my friend who mounted my scope just did a really great job i don't know if that is possible (laughs) he he didn't do a good job no he did a really good job because maybe it's all set and uh, it's just me (laughs) because nothing is i mean yeah i i'm not there's no like very clear grouping patterns so Hmm. interesting um yeah like my first three shots today were a little left two were like right almost on top of each other and then Mm -hmm. one was a little bit lower Mm -hmm. like maybe three inches and to the left and i knew that i had gone left like i knew i kind of yeah, I could tell I shot left actually mm-hmm. for two of the shots. And then the next time I went, they were like a little to the right. And then two of them were like also on top of kind of right on top of each other again. Mm-hmm. So, like, I nothing from, but they were that time a little, t- yeah, to the right. So there's nothing consistent that's happening, <laughs> which means mm-hmm. I need to shoot more. <laughs> I mean, that's what it means, but also I think this, I think, I don't think I need to adjust the scope, at least maybe, I don't know, maybe I need to bring it into like 50 yards and try it. Yeah. That's, that's always like best, right? Like just get closer and closer Yeah. until you know, 100% where, Mm -hmm. you know, where it's at. Um, but you're when you're so you're down to the left and you're down to the right so and you're not adjusting not down up well i was up left and then like a little bit down for the like two up left together and then Mm -hmm. a little down from that Mm -hmm. and then the next one was a little bit 
down and right of like the bullseye. And then they're all, mm. well, six of the, seven of the nine were on an eight and a half by 11 paper. The others were great. just outside of the paper, like barely. Which is great. Yeah. Because an elk is bigger than that and you just got to hit that. Yeah. <laughs> So that, (laughs) like, in in the end, like, I'm not, it's not like I'm shooting way off, like, way Mm -hmm. off. I'm talking about a couple inches here and there, but all, for the most part, on paper. So When you went, when you went from top left to, like, sort of bottom right? Well, it was, like, right, one was bottom, one was high, right? Mm. Yeah. Did you, did you make an adjustment to your, your settings and your scope? Not my scope, No. No. Huh. I also changed it up. Like I was seated for one and the others I was standing. Mm. Um, so I'm also playing around cause I have like, there's kind of like a, there's a, like a safety on the trigger. And the mm-hmm. last time I went shooting, I was just doing one full motion. Mm-hmm. And I realized that was causing me to flinch because it was like, took so long to actually pull mm-hmm. the trigger. And this time I pulled back the safety on the trigger, paused and then lined up and shot. And that felt mm-hmm. a lot better. Um, so I don't think I was, yeah, I know I was Good. flinching before and now yeah. I don't feel, I feel like more settled too. And I think it's because I'm pulling back on that safety. A good little. Yeah, so it's not such a long pull. That's good. So a, a good a good little exercise you could do at home. Um, no, of course, no ammo in your yeah dry uh, fire. No, yeah, but uh, like set up and and just practice squeezing the trigger, right? Yeah. Like just right, see, right, get in and um, in in the military they used to set a quarter on the end of our barrel. This is with a, an AR though, but like they would set a quarter on the end of our barrel. Mm-hmm. And the goal is to squeeze the trigger without dropping the quarter. Oh, cool. Um, with a hunting rifle, it's a little different because, like, I don't know if you have a bipod or whatever, but the, the the goal is right, like to right learn to learn where your your trigger break is, whether mm-hmm. your trigger's you know great or not, or you know the, that's irrelevant. Just start to learn, yeah, really where your trigger breaks, and learn to right, like learn to expect the surprise, mm-hmm. right, and. And it hopefully teaches you not to flinch, but it's, it's a hard thing to do. Like, you know, don't, yeah. like, I, I don't know how you're feeling about it. Just, but you like more practice, more reps and, yeah, and, and you get, you, you'll get so much better and everyone still flinches. I still flinch and yeah, like you just gotta, it's, it's funny. Like when I shared my, my elk story, it's, I, I know I didn't flinch. I knew it was like a direct hit. And it was because I, I sat there and I did that breathing. Like yeah. I, I did like a quick meditation and and allowed myself to just calm down and and tune back into what I needed to do. Mm-hmm. And, right. Just the, the target, right? The only thing that changes is the target. Yeah. Right. So if you're if you're doing everything the same, then you know, and you have that, you just gotta get over yourself and be ready to shoot. Yeah. I think the other part is getting so focused on, um, like bullseye, you know, like getting the center. Mm -hmm. And then I know like last, the last two times, not this time, the last two times it was like, I just would spend so much time trying to get it lined up perfectly, the Mm -hmm. crosshairs. And then the more that I tried, the more I like, you know, then you're, you see it moving and then you're like trying to get it. And, then you're getting, yeah. you know, and, and so today it was really just letting go of who cares, like where mm-hmm. you, where you hit, where you shoot. Mm-hmm. And then just again, like having the safety, like the trigger safety pulled back and then lining up and just pulling once I felt myself lined up versus like getting it there and trying to keep it there because mm-hmm. that just makes it like more wily. Yeah. So have, so you're, you're really in tune with your breath. Have whoever's teaching you to, I'm assuming like someone's coaching you or, or you're well, just I just to go with different, I've gone with different friends and everyone has different pieces of advice and have, what have you learned about like your breath? Like when, when you should shoot, like have, has anyone told you? Well, I had learned before any of this, like on, 
an exhale, like at the bottom of the exhale, mm-hmm. pausing and then shooting. And it was interesting because before I bought my rifle, I was shooting my buddy's 30 out six. And mm-hmm. I actually found when I was shooting that, that I tried once to do like the top, like do an inhale mm-hmm. and then pull as I exhaled because I was thinking in like the climbing world, right? When you, you like exhale, when you fall, there's, it's kind of, you learn how to train yourself, how to fall with Mm -hmm. an exhale because the Mm -hmm. parasympathetic calms everything. So I was trying to do that. And then today I was actually, I went back to like exhale. And then it was kind of like, I would do like multiple exhales, but Mm-hmm. Um, cause m- why well, I think before the, the bottom of the exhale wasn't working. Cause it's like, then when I shot, I wanted to breathe in. And that was like when I was pulling the trigger, then if I breathe in, you know, it's like that immediate release. It's like inhale, mm-hmm. then I'm kind of not creating that calmness. And so that's why I had tried the other way and it kind of worked and then it wasn't working and I don't know. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, it's tough. That's good. You know, the the one thing I was going to just, like, caution you on is some people will tell you, like, hold your breath. Like, mm-hmm. like take a breath and, like, and, like hold it. And and it, it works great for the first shot, right, mm-hmm. if you if you know what you're doing. But then after that, like, you're breathing and you're, like, trying to catch breath and, and like, you never are able to, like, get yourself back on target and... You know, just holding your breath is, yeah. as you know, right? As you know, is just bad. Mm-hmm. Um, I I like the bottom of the breath. Yeah. But there's there there's a natural pause mm-hmm. in both, right? Like you have a natural pause at the bottom, you have the natural pause at the top, and that's when technically, right? Like you should squeeze. Yeah. Because that's that's when everything becomes still, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and you're you're talking about the crosshairs, right? When you're when you're breathing, right? Things are moving. And it's when you get to that boom, right? Like as soon as, and you know, think about it. I don't know if this helps, you know, just potentially think about it in a sense of, um, don't worry. Like, you know, like, like you want to squeeze right at the pause Mm -hmm. versus like squeeze. And then like, as you're exhaling, but I don't know, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I'm new to this shit. Well, I think, yeah, it's, it's just seeing what is your, what has works mm-hmm. for you, you know, I think. And there's yeah. obviously like mm-hmm. physiological things that, um, would be better. Right. Cause mm-hmm. you know, the impact of how the breath works and that stillness and that calm. It's just diet. Like I do, I do know that like exhaling and, and then pausing mm-hmm. like a not natural pause like mm-hmm. the extra holding is, does not, that does not work for me. Mm-hmm. So it's like exhale and wait there and pull. That's yeah. where I was, I felt then it's like, I want to breathe in. And then that means the second I pull and as that's happening, I'm going to breathe in, which might move the yeah. rifle, but also it stirs the, um, the sympathetic nervous system too, you know, like everything, mm-hmm gets going and so i think yeah it's that like you said the natural where the breath like naturally dissipates and it's almost like you can bring like the crosshairs down as you're exhaling and then the moment Mm -hmm. it your breath kind of naturally finishes itself you can pull right yeah, that's that's what I look for is right. Like I never try to extend the pause, mm-hmm. right? Like because you always have your next breath, mm-hmm. right? Once you start messing with that pause, you don't get your next breath. Mm-hmm. You just screwed up your next breath, mm-hmm. right? Like now you're you're trying to pull more air in. You're doing it quicker, right? Mm-hmm. You're not right. Like it's just it's find that breath and. And right, like it's that it's that natural pause, like you said, it dissipates, right? Mm-hmm. And and then 
either you pull or you don't. And then, right. And then you have another breath coming. Yeah. Like, it's cool. Like you didn't pull. That's cool. Yeah. Right. Like that, that's what I love about it is like, you always have another breath mm-hmm. and right. Like where you might miss a shot. Maybe mm-hmm. who knows, right. You're not in a life or death situation where you're, you know, a sniper in the, in the army, mm-hmm. but yeah. It's it's cool though. It's cool though that you're getting to experience all this. Have you done much shooting prior to this with like long rifles? Um no. I shot probably like a year and a half ago. Maybe less than a year and a half ago. I shot my friend's AR um AR fifteen. And mm-hmm. that's all like everything else has been pistols until this yeah this summer when i shot my friend's cool. rifle and then now mine so that's cool so you're doing great for like like this is the first time you're picking this up and and you're on paper right? you're doing you're you know and this is at 100 yards yeah 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 yeah, yeah you're doing awesome that's, thanks that's great to hear <laughs> yeah the fact that you're getting close right like you're getting you're it sounds like you're getting two shots in the group yeah. Right. And mm-hmm. then and then one is just going errant. You're and you're probably just pulling or yeah. You know, anticipating or right, like doing something that we all do. Yeah. And that's uh that's cool though that you're you're getting after it. Yeah. And like you said, that you're all on paper, which is fantastic. That's the, you know, when you think about the the kill zone of mm-hmm. an elk. Yeah, that if is. On, if you're on paper, you're good. Yeah. Antelope though it's a little different. Antelope's different. So antelope is very different. I do if I want to try to film my antelope tags, I would want to. Sounds like I should get that a little more dialed in. I'm gonna do that. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Are you gonna Are you gonna have the opportunity to get out shooting before season starts opening? Um, for what? Uh, just shooting more? Are you going to have yeah. the opportunity to get out and shooting more? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, there's a spot just, um, like outside of town on BLM land that's set up with like a table and stuff. And nice. so I'm trying to go, my elk season doesn't open till October 15th and then antelope just opened, I think today or tomorrow. Nice. But it's a little a bit longer. So. How long is antelope season? Uh, I think it's, I can't remember because I can't remember. I have it all in my calendar. <laughs> I think it might be six weeks or so. Or oh, two, wow. That's incredible. Months. Yeah. That's great. I have to remember, look at, remember which one was which, but yeah. So, so you got plenty of time to mm-hmm. get, get prepped. Yeah. I'll get, I'll, I'll pr- try to probably go shoot. I, I gotta actually, I say that, but. Um, the ammo is not always available. Mm. So how much I shoot will be determined by what <laughs> I can get. <laughs> Empty shelves. Oh, <laughs> one more thing. Uh, are you letting your, your rifle cool down? I'll do three, Please. three rounds. And then usually, cause I've always been going with a friend and then they'll shoot. And then, okay. Yeah. That's that's big time. So I don't know what brand rifle you have, but especially like I have a, I have a what's called a Tika. Mm-hmm. It's an ultra. It's an ultralight. So yeah. it's it's great because it's really light. Um, mm-hmm. And when you're when you're hunting for miles upon miles, in elk country it's fantastic. But the barrel heats up really quick, mm. and and after like the first three shots, I mean like I've been at the range like super controlled environment. Mm-hmm. And like shooting like beautiful groups, and if you just start if you keep shooting while it's too hot, like just bullets start errant bullets just everywhere, and yeah, you're like what the fuck is going on? Mm. So yeah, no, I've been doing yeah, letting it cool in between. Like I'll do Good. three, and then someone else will shoot. And so nice. Yeah. So what else did you shoot? Um. What else did I shoot? Like I, all long rifles or no ARs or um, no a um, forty four mag, but it was oh dirty dirty Harry. <laughs> but it was a it was a light 
weight one because it's meant for Ooh. traveling in the mountains. And <laughs> lightweight isn't always a good thing. Like lightweight's good when you're lightweight's really good when you're carrying the thing. This it was really <laughs> hilarious because my friend was like, "Do you want to?" You know, um, it's like, "Oh, do you want to shoot?" you want to shoot like one? And I was like, Oh, I'll shoot a few. So he left like three in, but mm-hmm. it wasn't like, cause he was going to shoot it. So he was going to fill out like the, um, what see, I'm just still don't the know barrel, everything. The, <laughs> it was a revolver. Was a revolver. Yeah. <laughs> so he was going to fill all of them. And then because I was going to shoot it, he only like, and I was like, I'll do three. So he left three in, but I had to then like, um, I like, He's like, yeah, you should have, I, I loaded it the wrong way. So you should have like three blanks before you shoot. Oh shit. You know? So it's like, I had to pull it back, shoot, like pull it back, shoot. Yeah. And then on the third one, which I thought was still a blank, it, a was blank, not. <laughs> it wasn't <laughs> uh. one before I shot it. He was like, make sure you hang on really like really hang on really tight because there's no safety. And so he was like, if you drop it, we don't want something, you know? So he yeah. was like, you got to hold yep. on to it. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and it's a lightweight 44 mag. Yeah. So you got to hold on to it. So <laughs> <laughs> was it like, a, was it, was it long barrel or short barrel? It was, sh- it is a short, short, barrel. short, shorter. Yeah. Shorter. Wow. Yeah. Yikes. And so <laughs> thought it was going to be a blank and it shot <laughs> I was just like <laughs> flying up. I was like, whoa. <laughs> and my friends were both like, they <laughs> saw the look on my face. And I was like, I'm good. I don't need to shoot another one. You can have it back. <laughs> oh, sheer surprise. That's great. <laughs> but kind of, get, you know, I mean, that's actually our other buddy was shooting at the other table when mm-hmm. we pulled up. And I've gone shooting with him before and he had told me to like practice with my rifle. He's like, have someone else load it. And mm-hmm. sometimes, and you don't look and sometimes yep. they won't and sometimes they will. And so you don't know if there's, you shoot as if there's right a bullet in there, but you don't know. And then you can see what you're doing if you are flinching or what's happening. Um, and so I thought about that. Like he had said that right before. You know, I did my rifle shooting, but then when I shot the 44 back, I was like, hey, <laughs> it's thought not it was going to be a blank. Go, 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 going for a ride. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I see what you mean by hanging on to it. Jeez. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oof. And that's and that was my point in saying, like, in, like practice at home with, like, dry firing. Yeah. Right? Like, Right, because like it builds up. Right, it's it's not as good as a surprise, like someone else loading it. Yeah, and yeah, one hundred percent. Like anytime you fire a weapon, right? If you're if you're pulling the trigger, if you're squeezing the trigger, you should be like anticipating. Yeah, it to go off, right? Whether there's a round or not. Um, that's a that's a fun lesson to learn, especially with a forty four magnum. Yeah, that's gonna take that's that's gonna take you for a ride. Oh my gosh! So yeah. Th- th- those that are listening that aren't aren't familiar, right? Like if, one a forty four magnum. If you've seen the movie Dirty Harry with Clint Eastwood, that what he carries and shoots is a forty four magnum. But that is not a lightweight or a short barrel. Um, and when you start doing, um, when you start getting rid of weight, and and when you decrease the barrel size, things change and. So when you take away weight, one, right, like that, the weight that's originally there helps you absorb mm-hmm. the the impact, right? So having extra weight is a really good thing on a high-powered <laughs> round. Uh, it's not good when you're having to lug it around, right? So that was her breeze point in saying that, right, like, oh, it's great for carrying it. Yeah. Right? They're, they, can, they can be terrible to shoot. Um, and then when you shorten the rifle, it's when you shorten the, the barrel, it's the, it's the same concept too. Um, the, you, the person, right. Have to absorb more of the energy. And, uh, so short, short barrel, lightweight, like, <laughs> yeah, you just, you, you took, you took it all. It, it's funny. There's a lot of, uh, a lot of guys that hunt. So there's a lot of pistol hunting, revolver hunting. Mm. 
And they, they'll hunt with a 500, which is essentially a 50 cal mm-hmm. in revolver form. Um, it's 0. .500. And uh, they, like, put scopes on there. Like, they're crazy. These things in, like, the, the, the barrels are ridiculously long. And, and those guys that do that will actually wear, some of them will wear wrist guards. Yeah. Because of the, the impact that it puts in strain on the ligaments in the wrist and stuff. Wow. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's a fun story, though. Yeah. I, uh, my, my brother-in-law, I took my brother-in-law out to shoot. Uh, I took my whole family out to shoot, but my brother-in-law was there. And uh, he wanted to shoot my, I have a seven millimeter Magnum hunting rifle mm. and he wanted to shoot that. And, and I'm like, all right, you know, like I had a table set up with like a bipod and I'm like, all right. He's like, no, I want to shoot it standing up. And I was like, that's probably not a good idea. Like, <laughs> you know, you've never shot this. Like, like I really don't shoot my hunting rifles standing up because you, you just lose so much accuracy and yeah. And really, if you don't know what you're doing, like you, you have to know how to absorb that energy. And he wanted to do it anyway. And I was like, whatever, like, I'm going to make sure this is on video. Yeah. Right? Like, <laughs> uh, and so and he, and he's a, he's a big guy. Like he's, he's tall and, and husky and, um, you know, so like, I, I'm not concerned with like him holding it or, or but again, like technique mm. is te- technique is everything. In, in anything that we do, right? Whether it's climbing or yoga, right? The more, the better your technique is, the more efficient you become. Yeah. And, uh, and he's standing there and he totally has the wrong stance. And like, he's, he's standing square yeah. against the rifle versus like staggering his legs. And, um, and I'm just like, oh man, this is going to be good. And <laughs> he, uh, and he's standing there and he's holding the rifle and he, and he squeezes the trigger and just everything like the like the gun the gun he he held on to the rifle but like the gun goes sky high his his sunglasses that were on yeah fl- flew off of his head <laughs> flew back and uh and like it knocked him he he like staggered back a bunch of steps he didn't like fall on his ass but he staggered back yeah. a bunch of steps and uh, sort of a similar response to as like you guys. He's like, All right, "I'm done shooting this." I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, that's, that's fun. <laughs> All right, so you went dirty hairy on us today. What else? Oh, I don't know what the other two were actually. Okay, <laughs> one was just a Long small. Rifles? Um, one was like an old, um, was an older rifle, but. It's more just for like a fun, not you wouldn't hunt mm-hmm. with it, but I can't remember what it was. Um, was there a recoil or was it like a 22? Oh, it was probably a 22. Yeah. Was it like, it just sounded like a pea shooter? Like, yeah, 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 super yeah. fun. <laughs> oh yeah. So yeah, no, no recoil. Super fun. Yeah. Those are awesome. Those are great, great rifles to shoot. Um, and then just, uh, like a handgun. Oh, ball. cool. Yeah. That's so. so cool. I'm oh, no, jealous. I didn't shoot that one, actually. No, my friend did. Um, but, yeah, we... Yeah, it was good. <laughs> it's have, almost uh, like the more you shoot to other stuff, like, it just makes you more... Com- like, I think it even helps with your... With, like, for me, with my my rifle shooting, gets better the more that I'm just shooting multiple firearms. 100%. And... You know, because it is, it's just that like not, you're always going to have, I think some type of reaction at some point, you know, like whether Mm -hmm. it's noticeable or not, but, um, to minimize that, yeah, impact. And I think the more that you just shoot, it helps. Yeah. 100%. The more you shoot, the better you are. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Right. Like you you need to shoot the thing that you're going to be hunting with, but absolutely like, and then also just to know, you know, like this is, this is, you only own one of these, like you're going to shoot your friend's stuff. But yeah. in, in our household, you know, I've made Jessica, my wife, shoot everything. Yeah. Right. Like she, like there's guns, you know, like she, she never wants to shoot my hunting rifles. 
especially because they're they're big calibers. Um, but I'm like, you have to shoot them, right? And, mm-hmm. and it's a requirement to shoot them just so she's aware of how they shoot, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't want her to be proficient. I don't want her to be like, you know, killing animals, right? That's not what she wants. But if it comes down to her having to, mm-hmm. right, if there's an emergency or some reason that she needs to use any of the weapons mm-hmm. in our house, she knows what it's going to feel like. Like mm-hmm. she knows how to shoot it. She knows what's coming. Yeah. And and that's important, right? Like when you pick when you pick up a forty four Magnum, mm-hmm. now you know, right? Like the next time you go to shoot that, you're never right, like <laughs> it's not it's not taking you for a ride, right? Like <laughs> like you will be in control of it. Um and and you were, right? You still hold on to it, which yeah. is great. But but I had um, loose arm, like yeah. <laughs> relaxed arms, <laughs> right? But but now you know. Now it's like all right, like yeah, you you learned, and now it's like all right, all right. When I shoot this, this is you know ex- expect this. Well, and it's funny because I watched my friend shoot it before I did, and he mm-hmm. didn't like. We thought there was gonna because it's so much lighter and you know shorter barrel. We thought mm-hmm. it was gonna kind of you know, give him more of a ride. And he just like, it was like, he was pretty solid with it. And so then I think I seeing him, but he knows what it feels like, you know, so seeing him and and I was like, ah, yeah. And then I was like, whoa, (laughs) (laughs) oh boy. Uh, (laughs) Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's fun. It's fun. If, if, you know, if you're, we're turning this into a a gun show. Um, if you're, if you're out there, right. Like, you know, I've, I've always, I've always welcomed this. I've actually taught, I've taught a bunch of friends how to mm-hmm. shoot. I've taught my friends, children, how to shoot. Mm-hmm. Yes. Children. Um, I've taught my nieces and nephews to shoot like at young ages. I'm talking like seven years old, mm-hmm. right? learning to shoot, hitting targets. Um, if you're out there and, and you're interested, you have questions, reach out. I love those questions. Yeah. Right. Um, you know, with, with 2020, first off, right. We have, we have the second amendment, right. And the second amendment is, is your right to, to protect yourself with a firearm. It's not your right to hunt with a firearm. Hunting is a privilege, right? It is your right to protect yourself, right? Like that is what it is there for. Mm -hmm. Um, it doesn't say in the constitution, in the second amendment, we grant you the right to bear arms to go hunting. Right. It is right. You have the right to bear arms uh, as a well-protected right militia. And, and that's what it's there for. And understanding like what each firearm is used for is, is really critical. Mm-hmm. But as an American, like if you're an American listening to this, I know we have non-Americans in America, right? If you have, if, if you're a non-American in America and you're interested, like reach out. Yeah. Uh, I've taken, I've taken plenty of my friends shooting and, um, who, who are not, who are not Americans. Um, but start exercising that, right. It's, um, you know, you should, you should be able to at least defend your home, mm. right. In the case of, right. Maybe you don't want to carry a gun on you. Um, but my, my thought is you should be able to at least defend your home and reach out. Like if you have questions, it's it's really funny because uh, I've had people I have had people reach out and they're like oh I'm gonna get a gun and and I'm and I go through a series of questions like there's really again each each weapon has its purpose and so to be like I want home protection I'm gonna get a 270 with a scope mm-hmm. that's a big no right like mm-hmm. unless you have like a moat and you're <laughs> sniping people from your 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 tower your bell tower uh it's a terrible home protect like i'm not grabbing my hunting rifle for home protection (laughs) and and people people ask and they'll be everyone immediately wants to go to what's sexy Mm. um and my recommendation isn't for sexy right like i love sexy don't get me wrong like (laughs) sex sexy's fun but everyone's like oh i want i want a handgun and I'm like, okay, like, what do you want it for? Home protection. Oh, okay. Well, let's let's walk through some scenarios and and walk them through scenarios and you know ask if they have kids and ask if they've ever fired firearm before and and ultimately, typically, we end up in. I recommend getting like 
like a short barrel 12 gauge shotgun. Mm-hmm. And, and honestly that, in my opinion, 12 barrel short gate, short 12, 12 gauge short barrel uh, shotgun with a flashlight on it. Hands down. Number one, best home protection. Um, it's the safest for, for you. It's the safest for your family. If you have children, um, when you start getting into like, oh, I want a nine millimeter because it's sexy and I want to have a nine millimeter. Um, you know, like I, I start advising against it unless you're trained and um, yeah, there's a lot of things that go into picking a firearm. And then the second best, like it, it depends on the situation and scenario, but I, I love ARs for home protection, mm-hmm. um, especially multiple rounds, right? you know, 30 round magazines, easy access to other magazines. And, but, uh, by my, you know, by my bed, I mean, by my bed, I, I'm no, I'm no further than like five feet from a gun anywhere in my house. Mm-hmm. Um, but by my bed, there's, there's multiple, but like the thing that I would reach for is a, is a 12 gauge with a flashlight. Mm. Right. Cause the, the flashlight and here's, here's the other thing. People be like, yeah, get a shotgun because you can make the noise mm. like, a, like the pump of a shotgun. Yeah. And, and my, my advice is always, there's only one noise coming out of my shotgun and you're not going to like it. <laughs> and right. Like it's, you're not going to hear that. Right. Like the, I, when I did my first concealed carry class, when I was 21, uh, a Phoenix police officer was uh, teaching it. And the question got asked a bunch about like, you know, do you keep one in the chamber? And again, cause like you see these movies, right? Like everyone, like Hollywood, like makes that, like that racking noise, like, Oh, that's cool. Or the shotgun, you know, racking the, mm. you know, the slide. Um, you know, that that's cool and it'll be deadly. And if the enemy has a gun, you're dead. Yeah. Right. Like the time that it takes for you to put a round in the chamber was your time to potentially fire. And that's what she taught. She was like, she's like, you, you should always have a round in the chamber. Mm-hmm. Always period. End of story. Right. And, and it's funny. I will have people argue that and they'll say no. And, and like you do you, but every gun of mine, if it's, if it's meant for home protection or it's on me for self protection. Yeah. There is a round in the chamber. Yeah. That's, that's that. Yeah. Well, and so, yeah. I think that's, you know, what you're, you know, we kind of, I interrupted while we were, you were talking about your, um, wife shooting every firearm, mm-hmm. but it's like, it's not only for her to know what it feels like to shoot it, but also then she knows all the safety components of it. Right. Um, 100%. She knows if something happens to be lying around and not, not necessarily at your house, but somewhere else, like she can mm-hmm. identify you. The more you work with the fire, different firearms, the more you right. know what to look for to make sure that the safety components are, um, yeah. all in the right, yeah. you know, in safe mode. <laughs> yeah. The safeties yeah. are yeah. on, you know, and yeah. S- safeties are on or mm-hmm. you know how, right. Like if you're ever handed a weapon, you know how, like if I hand my wife a weapon, she knows exactly what to do. Mm-hmm. Checks right. First thing you do, right? You you always treat it like it's loaded, but you check to see if it's loaded. Yeah, it's the very first thing you do when you're handed a firearm. Yeah, whether the person says this is loaded, this isn't. Yeah, like you can say this is loaded, and I'm like, great, I'm still gonna check. Yeah, you know, I could I could look at the gun inside the barrel, see that it's not loaded, hand it to you. Yeah, and you can literally hand it immediately back to me. Yeah. And I'm going to check to see if there's a round in the chamber. Yeah. And you're right. Like when you know how to shoot every, when every gun that you own or every gun that's in your house, it becomes less daunting when you're around it, you know, or if you're in a situation where, Oh, there's, there's a firearm. Yeah. You know, Oh, I could probably figure this out. I haven't operated this one, Mm -hmm. but I could probably figure this out. But that's where I think, we've, I don't know if we have talked about this on an episode, but people 
want to just um, condemn or demonize the things that they don't understand. And and mm-hmm. firearms are 100% that. And it's like, I actually encourage everyone should take some type of firearm safety course. Like mm-hmm. mine was Hunter's Ed and it was incredibly informative. And, it, and even if you don't plan to own one, just to understand it, <clears throat> instead of just saying like this, like like I think there's also so much so many misconceptions of what different kinds of firearms can do and what it takes Mm -hmm. to like get to the point of shooting them and so then they're like well this is you know this is why there's all these shootings or this that and the other and it's right um, that's a that's a fully automatic without knowing (laughs) anything about it right? right right There's, there's a saying about, right, like, automatic... It's, it's funny because, like, a lot of people think, oh, that's an automatic weapon. Mm-hmm. And you hear that all the time on the news because that's the slander and the propaganda they spew. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a saying, it's... A, it's uh, automatics are for, for actors and assholes. Like... <laughs> Like there's, you know, if, if, if you, you know, when you're in the military, you do get access to fully automatic weapons. Yeah. Um, which is a fucking blast. <laughs> P.S. I highly recommend you join the military pronto just to do the, shoot those weapons. Um, but you know, when you're, when you're operating a, a fully automatic weapon, it's one, it's likely there's a selector switch to not have it be fully automatic mm-hmm. there like a, an AR or an M4 in, in the military. There's, there's three options on your selector switch, which is safe, uh, four options. Sorry. Well, it depends on, right. So it could be safe, safe, single fire, right? So it's, which is semi-automatic, mm-hmm. right? So people hear automatic and they just assume, right? So you have semi-automatic, which is, one bullet fires every time you squeeze the trigger. Mm-hmm. Right? So you have to squeeze the trigger, release the trigger, right? And as fast as you can pull the trigger, bullets yeah. are going to fly. Um, then you have three round burst, which is you squeeze the trigger once and it fires three times. Mm-hmm. Um, or you have fully automatic, which is if you squeeze the trigger, as long as you hold the trigger, it's just going to keep firing. Mm-hmm. And uh, you're you're taught not to use fully automatic, like fully automatic. Again, it's for actors or assholes, right? Like you see it in the movies, and you know it's a it's a waste of ammo. There's you you get nothing from um, even with like machine guns, right? Which is totally different. Then you'll you'll hear ARs called machine guns, which is I find hilarious, um, right? Like a machine gun, like a M two four nine saw or an M sixty machine gun. Um, right which is like belt fed and you have barrels that could be swapped out for heating purposes even those you don't fire you're taught to fire them in bursts mm-hmm. right so it's you're it's it's a burst and you release a burst and you release and um yeah so all this crap that you learn about in in the media one civilians most civilians right you can actually as a civilian you can get access to fully automatic weapons Mm-hmm. Um, through a process through the ATF, um, they're they're class three weapons. They're really hard to the bureaucracy that goes into it, and and the 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 amount of money that's required. Um, first off, a, a fully automatic weapon is fucking expensive. Mm-hmm. But then um, the licensing from the ATF and the background checks that are required are just insane. So most laymen don't own fully automatic weapons. Yeah. But we should be able to. I will fucking fight that till I'm dead. (laughs) Yeah, I think. And that's the mis... Again, that's the misconception. Because Mm -hmm. what gets advertised is through the media when things happen or... As if anyone can pick one off, you know... Walk into right. a pick, gun shop and just pick up a gun. Yeah, fully automatic. Like mm-hmm. they just hand them out like candy. So, 
<clears throat> just understand it before you ban it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. And and that's and that's you know ultimately what I'm saying is reach out. Like if you have questions, reach out. If you know, I grew up. I, I've shared my story. I grew up in New York. I grew up in New York City, mm-hmm. where guns were bad. Period. Mm-hmm. Like that's what I that's what I learned. That's what I was conditioned for. Was guns were bad. Mm-hmm. And and then I started to question. Wait, why do the criminals have guns and I don't? Mm-hmm. And that's when things started to shift for me and and hunting and stuff like that. But um, yeah. So and bad things ha- do. I'm not denying that. Yeah. You know, and I, I think it was actually in junior high. There was a a kid who was pissed off at his parents that he mm-hmm. wanted to go to this sporting goods sale and they wouldn't. And he went and grabbed his father's gun and didn't mm-hmm. think it was loaded and mm. walked down the stairs and was like mad and shot himself and killed himself. Oh shit. Yeah. Like this was in junior high and it was like, mm-hmm. Oh, you know, like that was my first probably experience with, guns was you know and so which is not a good experience no and it's not like and it's horrible and Mm -hmm. and i'm not saying horrible things don't happen i mean we obviously see it because it is Mm -hmm. it is on the news and those things do happen um Mm -hmm. but the more that we i don't know how his parents had educated him around guns Mm -hmm. right but it's like you said like that's the safety thing if he, I'm sure he did not want to kill himself being pissed off no. about not going to a sporting good thing. But right. if he's not educated about it, he's going to treat it like a toy. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's that important piece is if you're not around it, you don't know to ha- how to handle it. You don't, you're going to probably be scared of it because you do know the repercussions of it which is understandable Mm -hmm. you should even if you are around it not be scared about it but know that it's serious when you handle one you you should have a healthy respect for Mm -hmm. firearms and what they're capable of yeah and so like i i I do want to touch on that like we're not just being like oh (laughs) like bad things don't happen because of them yeah Yeah. absolutely that's true with everything but mm-hmm. it doesn't mean because some bad things happen doesn't mean we should get rid of them yeah yeah agreed and how many good things also come from them mm-hmm. right the you know you, you look at hunting you look at self-protection mm-hmm. um you know it's it's it sucks right that the media doesn't do a good job of reporting the people who who had to use their firearm for protection. You know, we, we heard about, we, we hear about a few of them, mm-hmm. but it's very rare. And, you know, there was the church in Texas, the, the shooter came in and like, you gotta be stupid. That's, that's the other thing. Like in my mind, yeah, I, I, I'm agreeing with you. First off, let me acknowledge what you said in the sense that right. Bad things happened and, mm-hmm. and they happen with guns. And, um, but the, the, I can promise you, trying to make more gun laws is not the answer. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and here's why there's already 20,000 gun laws. I'm not, I'm not making that number up. There's actually 20,000 plus gun laws at the federal level. You think you have the magic one, mm-hmm. right? Like you think, Oh, this one is going to stop gun violence. Um, it's, it's education. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, you, you hit the nail on the head, right? It's all about education. These aren't toys. Right. They, they, they provide fun. They provide entertainment, but, um, you know, they're, they're not to be treated as toys again, a healthy respect. Mm -hmm. And yeah, we have, uh, what was I saying before I went there? Do you remember? Um, Before I went down to gun laws, Texas. Oh, Texas. Yeah. So, there's the saying an armed society, an armed society is a polite society. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't care who you are. If you walk into anywhere in fucking Texas expecting to shoot someone and not get shot back, you are 
fucking dumb. <laughs> like you are the epitome of dumb, right? Like that is the one place in this country that, you know, it's, it's so funny because Texas is fucking, it's great in so many aspects. And, and this is one of them, right? Like you even go to a place like Austin where it's right. Like the motto of Austin is keep Austin weird. And if you've never been to Austin, Austin is very much like Boulder. It's very much like Portland. Mm -hmm. It's a bunch of fucking hippies, right? Like it is, it's, you know, it is a really cool town. Mm -hmm. Everyone there still carries guns. The hippies carry guns. Like it is the weirdest place you've ever been to, right? Like, (laughs) If you, again, I'll say it again, if you go to Texas, like, don't try to shoot anyone because you're <laughs> going to get shot, right? Like, and and it was a perfect example of, right, the, it was the church shooting, I think it was last year. A guy walked into a church and and he started, he opened fire and instantly, there was like three people that pulled out guns and they shot and killed him. Yeah. And, and you know, and, and that did not get anywhere near the... Uh, the level of publicity that it should have. Um, none of them do unless it's bad, right? Cause it doesn't fit the agenda, mm-hmm. but yeah. And, and I, I'm a firm believer, right? And you go back to being raised in New York or no, just recently, actually I saw a, a video, uh, Beverly Hills, people eating at a restaurant in Beverly Hills mm-hmm. and three robbers with guns come up to, patrons outside sitting at a table outside waving guns in their face give me everything rob them right get off you know with with all their stuff that's it mm-hmm. right why right they're sitting ducks mm-hmm. those people right the bad guys with the guns know 100 percent, right because you cannot right to get a concealed carry in california is absurd mm-hmm. it, it, most people don't uh, can never get one Mm. Right. You have to be like ex law enforcement and there's all sorts of rules about carrying weapons and um yeah. You'll never catch me living in California, PS. Yeah. Um but uh it, mainly for for that one reason. Um amongst I'm, I'm very, many others. <laughs> amongst many others, yeah. But like says <laughs> so someone you, who you, grew up in California, okay, <laughs> just so you know. I don't but, talk but smack unless I'm, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, and I love all my people who live in California. Don't get me wrong. I don't yeah. want to live in that state. Yeah. Sorry. And, <laughs> you know, my, my wife asked me, she's like, where would you live? And I was like, wherever, I, wherever I'm allowed to carry a gun. Mm-hmm. And that is, that's a firm stance, right? Like, because here's why. No one is coming to save you. Mm-hmm. Period. When you, truly fucking understand that you understand the importance of our second amendment Mm -hmm. no one's coming to save you right you call the police when you're a victim Mm -hmm. that's when you call the police after the crime has already happened right and i i'm never going to be a victim Mm -hmm. and i i travel with a gun like i went to alaska i bring a firearm to alaska i doesn't matter where i go i travel with a firearm mm-hmm. i have a i have a luggage safe i have it's funny i have tracking on my safe like like i and it, you what's really cool is if you ever want to never lose a bag on an airline mm-hmm. put a gun in it <laughs> like they they treat that shit like gold yeah they will you, you will never have your luggage lost if there's a weapon in your luggage yeah it is fantastic <laughs> Um, but yeah, like, uh, I, I will not, I won't live in California. I won't live in, in Oregon. You know, if, if they, New York, if, if I can't carry my firearm and protect myself mm-hmm. and you know, I've been asked, what are you afraid of? Nothing. Mm-hmm. That's the beauty of it. I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm not afraid of anything. That's, that's, what's great is I don't need to be afraid of anything. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't need to be afraid of thugs coming up and trying to steal my shit or mm-hmm. so. Yeah. Sorry. I went off on a tangent. No, it's yeah. You're lucky. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> my tangent I, I would have been uh, far more. <laughs> uh, people might start labeling me a conspiracy theorist. <laughs> yeah, probably. So it's good thing I, you did a tangent, not me. <laughs> 
If you want to follow us and our adventures, you can find both of us on Instagram. I'm at Bree Allison. That's B-R-E-A-L-L-I-S-O-N. And I am at the life of Alan Titone, underscores between each word. To check out our offerings, yoga, one-on-one trainings, workshops, retreats, and a recorded library, you can find the info on our website, thehunterandthehippie.com. If you have questions for the podcast, about the podcast, feedback, suggestions, or just want to say hi, or find ways to work with us, our email is thehunterandthehippiepodcast at gmail.com. And don't worry, all of this will be in our show notes. Thanks for tuning in. Hopefully you weren't tuned out. (laughs) To the Hunter and the Hippie podcast.